Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. This turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double. You now tuned into episode 153 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed episodes uh, 151 and 152 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Sorry about the wait, but we are here making it do what it do. And um, nothing too crazy been going on with me. Just been real busy with a lot of stuff. Um, you know, at the first plantation and then got my little side hustle going on. You know, I flip kicks on the side to make a little bit of extra money and shit like that. And then just uh, just trying to get the money right. Um, just taking care of things at home and uh, just really not having time to uh, record, which is kind of fucked up. But I am here and I'm rocking with y'all. So I got an episode for that ass. So hopefully y'all listen to them two episodes because looking at the downloads, uh, it was only look like there's a couple of hundred downloads. So I need y'all to tell a friend to tell a friend and tell a few more friends. All right. So I'm looking at the stats of the two episodes and it's looking like it's about, you know, a hundred downloads a piece. Uh, one is at like I think one's at like 98 and the other one's at like 102 so please share 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 and let the people know what the hell is going on here because usually I average about two to three hundred plays uh not plays but downloads per episode so let's make it do what it do it always gets kind of weird like that when I drop two episodes back to back but if I just drop one episode and let that marinate for the week then it usually up there in that 200 to 300 range so Make sure y'all listening, make sure y'all telling friends, you know, spam people's email addresses and shit like that. And be like, hey, listen to this nigga from Omaha. He's pretty funny. All right. So let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer damn jam screen. Now, y'all remember back in episode 151, I was telling y'all a couple weeks back how my basement flooded and shit like that. So we were dealing with what they call a bomb cyclone. Right. So we had we already had a shit ton of snow. Then all of a sudden, here comes like this blizzard, but this blizzard, like in the eastern half of Nebraska and Iowa, it just brought rain. But in the western half, in the panhandle, they call it the panhandle because the shape of Nebraska looks like a fucking frying pan, I guess. Uh, out in the panhandle, it was uh, it dumped shit. What was it? About a foot of snow with high winds between 50 and 80 miles per hour. So here on the east side and in Iowa, we got a bunch of rain, but we also had a bunch of snow, okay, uh, those couple weeks back. We were sitting on, there was probably maybe, I don't know, maybe about a foot of snow in places, right? And so you mix that with high winds and rain, and so you had this crazy-ass meltdown, right? So I had all this water coming in to, like, seeping in because I got a brick house, so it's just seeping in through the cracks and stuff because my, 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 uh, 
my spouts were frozen you know frozen full of ice because it's still cold but it's raining right so it's that weird like 40 you know that like 38 degree to 40 degree weather but it's real cold and you know the water's just running on the side of your house and you know seeping through everything and i had a bunch of water in my unfinished part of my basement but the um it was just spelled a disaster for other parts of this uh fine state of nebraska so and iowa so you had just massive flooding like i'm talking nasty flooding right so you had a a dam that uh broke away and gave away and it was about it was what 92 it was 92 year old dam that broke concrete because basically in the river in the missouri river and the elkhorn river which is just an extension of the mizzou you know a big ass massive river just breaks off into smaller rivers but in these rivers it was just big ass chunks of ice just floating down destroying homes destroying uh cattle pe uh, farmers lost uh, hundreds of cattle heads of cattle and um crops you know they won't be able to plant their crops for the spring to you know harvest in the fall uh because the the water is so um contaminated and the ground is so saturated so you're going to see a rise in vegetable prices and probably beef uh coming up real soon you'll probably see that all through the summer well into the winter you'll see that because um it'll become it will probably be importing some meat some from different places all across the country um or across the globe i should say so you're gonna see a rise in uh in food prices that's what i should say so just kind of you know get your bearings about you and don't be surprised when it happens when you see a roll of goddamn a pound of hamburger meat they want not eight nine dollars for it instead of the regular three dollars for it but so we had this massive flooding uh bridges got taken out um there's some people missing uh they found some uh human remains in the elkhorn river um just all kind of crazy shit and um and at my job uh at the first plantation uh we have some routes in uh fremont and Plattsmith, and uh those guys who had those routes they couldn't deliver there for it was a good three four days or whatever no i think it was longer than that it was probably about it was almost a almost a week i would say and uh so uh then they had like out in fremont it was a uh, the the town looked like a fucking island like it looked like it literally looked like a, a fucking like a small island in the bahamas or something like an aerial view of it and they sandbag you know where the water was coming in at and shit like that and those people couldn't do shit for almost a week you know almost a work week i should say almost five days they couldn't really do they couldn't leave um you know they were flying in supplies um people were using the millard airport which is out by my job and uh those little cargo planes and stuff was flying in uh helicopters was helicopters was flying stuff in uh, small planes was flying in water and shit like that and uh you know a lot of people lost their homes um you know the uh river uh downtown in downtown omaha is looking like the 2011 floods down there because we have these um these uh blacksmith statues that's like you know uh iron mate not iron maiden but blacksmiths you know chiseling shit and you know making uh doing iron work and shit like that and they're like these huge statues and the motherfuckers is fucking neck deep in water 
from the Missouri River from the flooding. So we had that bomb cyclone. That's what they call it. That shit looked like a fucking hurricane over the state of Nebraska and Iowa. Like you could see the eye of the storm and everything. It was crazy. I had some people who I knew that was like out of town trying to drive back into the city and shit like that coming from the west side coming from like Colorado and shit like that so I was seeing on their snaps and their Instagram stories how they had to drive through all these small hick towns because they couldn't drive through uh, I-80 I East and shit like that to get back the main road because that was blocked off and then uh, you just seen multiple accidents on the roads and shit like that so now we're still dealing with this flooding and uh, your man Mike Pence came through uh the vice president um you know i was i really wanted the cheeto in chief to come because i was gonna get him to sign a roll of bounty uh toilet paper i mean uh uh paper towels for me you know i wanted him to i wanted him to be up there showing me that jump shot you know what i'm saying that's what i wanted to give me a signed roll of bounty uh paper towels so i could throw that shit on ebay and get about three four hundred dollars for it but he didn't show up uh because you know outside of douglas county and lancaster county i think that's lincoln uh, it's those those counties are pretty purple right so it's pretty uh, divided it'll lean blue um, or to go purple which means it's pretty much divided so it makes it blue and red and so you got progressives here and there and, the, and there's a, a healthy mix of black folks in in Omaha right so but outside in those small towns they got affected the most and impacted the most you know those are uh, people who who normally who are diehard Republicans, um, you will see rocking stars and bars, hats and shit like that. Like, I don't know how they're doing that because we are north of the Mason Dixon. But, you know, it ain't never about Southern pride, but what the fuck ever. So and I remember um, driving up to uh, you can't go uh, 29 North a couple weekends ago is my uh, nephew's birthday. So we had to go up up into um up into uh, Sioux City uh, for my nephew's birthday and we had to drive through Modell, a uh, small town in Modell. So you had to drive through Blair. You had to go through Blair, which is a beautiful city. It's just it's just, it's just a car town. Like that's where you go to buy your if you got that long money to buy a brand new vehicle, you go up there. But it's it's just a it's a town just, you know, with a Walmart and a bunch of car dealerships. So and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful stretch of highway up there. You know, it's nothing but like farmland. You see a city, and then it's just nothing but farmland. And then you had to drive through Modell. So we drove through Modell. And uh, there's a big ass a garage, you know, a mechanics garage, and it had a big ass Trump Pence poster up there. And I was just like, let me lock my doors. Don't look left. Don't look right. Let me just hurry and get the fuck up out of this hick ass town, right? And uh, so that's what you have to deal with outside of uh, Omaha and Lincoln here in the Midwest. But it's I, I feel like it's like that all over the uh, Midwest even on the east coast even in some in a state like new york like if you look at upstate like rural new york it looks like fucking west virginia it, it does it looks pretty bigoted up there but maybe i'm wrong but i feel like it's like that everywhere but that's how it is here in um goddamn nebraska so that's who got affected impacted the most i'm i didn't really have to deal with shit like i said i had to deal with the the flooding in my basement and um i didn't you know that's the, the most we had to deal with was just you know some water in the basement uh, 
you know, Omaha really wasn't impacted. My family was, my, my people, my side of the family wasn't impacted here. And then uh, my wife's people up north, they weren't affected, you know, or impacted at all by it, which is a blessing. Um, but, you know, what's fascinating to me, uh, that storm hit in Mozambique um, that uh, killed, uh, what was that, thousands of people. And this was like a tsunami slash hurricane, whatever. And our local newspaper, they've been covering the Omaha World Herald has been covering uh, this flood nonstop. You know, been covering nonstop, still doing it. Uh, the goddamn Air Force Base down in Bellevue, off it, that got flooded. And now they're seeking uh, almost $5 billion between that Air Force Base and another one between the two to repair the damage. Uh, because they said that a lot of those offices, uh, like more than half of the base, is under like seven feet of water, which is crazy. That's fucking wild there. And so, um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but all of the men and women who are serving in that Air Force base, they got up out of there safely, which is a blessing. And um, but um, going back to what I was saying, and I forgot what the fuck I was about to say. But um, God damn it. What the fuck was I saying? I can't even remember what I was saying. I'm having a brain fart. Uh, God, here we go. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about Mozambique. So, uh, yeah, some of the local paper covering uh, Mozambique. So, I'm tripping. Uh, y'all bear with me. Um, so our local newspaper has been covering the storm uh, and the flooding and the damage nonstop, telling residents what they need to do uh, to get help and things of that sort and showing relief efforts and shit like that. So they ran a small story about um, what was happening in Mozambique, which was a huge um, cyclone hit that area and it killed uh, what almost 700 people or something like that and then now they got cases of cholera happening too so the death toll is going to continue to rise and you know i told y'all these small towns these small town folk are the ones who are heavily impacted by these floods and you know they didn't a lot of these towns been turned into bikini bottom you know where spongebob live at and these people are still having the audacity to talk shit under the comments they love talking shit under the local facebook news sites especially if it's a black person who got killed or a crime was committed uh, by a black person um just you know just those people who just sit up and just and it's not even trolling it's them just being themselves right and so somebody had the audacity to talk about under this omaha world herald post on facebook to say we need more coverage of the floods why are we even covering a country that we don't even live in and i'm just like yo what in the flying fuck so people was ripping this guy a new asshole and he didn't comment back but you know that's this is one of the reasons that i didn't donate any money to any of this flooding and shit like that uh to help the flood victims um i treated the flood victims like politicians treat victims of gun violence i sent them my thoughts and prayers because these people talk greasy as fuck about my part of the city north omaha where i live at and stay at where i was born and raised uh they talk shit about black folks they love talking about how poor we are on the north side of the city and there was a post from the Omaha World Herald telling people how they can apply for federal and state assistance and get some uh, food stamps, get some SNAP benefits. 
And uh, most of these people in these small towns, the majority of them, 99.9% are diehard Republicans. And I want to know, with my broke North Omaha ass, will y'all sell me some food stamps or just give them to me? That's what I really want to know. Will y'all give me your EBT card um, for 50 cents on a dollar? You know, they're probably going to give you about $500 or $1,000. And uh, I'll give you the 50 cents on a dollar. I'm putting that out there right now. I will put that out there right now. 50 cents on a dollar. So $500 EBT card. I'll give you $250 cash because you don't want a handout. You know, everybody in North Omaha, we're on welfare. We're on Section 8. All we do is get handouts. So I want to know, with you living in Bikini Bottom, would you like to sell me an EBT card? That's all, I'm, that's all I really want to know, right? And, um, you know, and, and I feel it in my hearts of hearts that this was the right thing to do is to not, all jokes aside, is not to lend any of my hard-earned money to people who actively vote against their own self-interest. Remember years ago when the Cheeto-in-Chief was elected, there was a story on CNN, and I talked about this on the podcast, and they talked to people in a small Nebraskan town about them wanting to get rid of Obamacare but keeping the um, Affordable Care Act because a lot of them were on the Affordable Care Act because their employers, if they were employed, couldn't provide them with adequate health care, right? So these people again and again vote against their own self-interest. And so many people always, you know, they're always like, oh, but the humanity and all this other stuff. And that's always been uh, black folks uh, downfall is being too, too uh, turn the other cheek. Uh, Let me take the high road. Let me save this bigot's life and shit like that. And I'm just saying I'm taking the Batman approach. You know, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you either you know fend for yourself pull yourself up by your bootstraps i think a lot of us need to have that kind of mentality because soon as bikini bottom dries out and they get that insurance uh check uh you know to rebuild their trailer park um they're going to be right back on their 3g speeds uh boost mobile phones with their four teeth talking greasy about black the black majority in north omaha that's exactly what they're going to do and then you had people who um got on twitter and was getting hundreds of retweets uh under the guise of um iowans help each other nebraskans help each other we don't make this political um this isn't a partisan issue this is about helping your neighbor we're not we end up helping each other there's no looting and shit like that let me read one of these goddamn tweets to y'all okay this was in the midst of the storm let me go ahead and see uh let me go ahead and pull this up um yeah one guy had like 5,414 likes he said did you hear about all the looting in nebraska yeah i didn't either it's because it's a state full of people with respect for their communities and love for their neighbors this country needs more nebraska and white folks are just liking it retweeting it loving it just eating the shit up just eating it up and then you had steve king come out and try to shit on uh katrina victims and comparing apples to oranges 
um, you know, with that flooding down there in Katrina, that was devastating. That was devastating. And so that's this is what you have a lot of these white folks doing here is comparing, you know, black folks in Katrina to these uh, rednecks here in Nebraska and Iowa who are suffering from the flooding. And, uh, you know, that's why I kept my money in my pocket and sent thoughts and prayers because I knew the fuckery was going to come. I just knew somebody was going to compare flooding victims to uh, these, you know, they was going to compare black folks and white folks uh, in their response to uh, tragedies and shit like this. Okay. And it's, it, you know, it's amazing. It's fascinating to me. And then I was just like, oh, so there, there wasn't any looting, huh? Well, um, our local news, WOWT, ran a story about a couple of guys who was out here uh, looting. Uh, let's let's let me let me bring this up real quick. Let me pull this up. It was Bruce Sturzinger, 59, and Brett Hopkins. Now these guys were out in a flood site, stealing shit. Just out there, just stealing their little hearts out. You know, uh, your man, uh, the 59-year-old Sturzinger, looks like he on that shit. And that Brett Hopkins, he just look like he want a beer. That's what he look like. He trying to steal some shit for some beer money. He looks like the type to, you know, do something strange for, you know, for a couple beers, you know, but just don't tell anybody. Okay. So this is what I, you know, and, and I feel bad, you know, I seen so many Negroes that I know personally, and I ain't going to call you out, but you out here with this hashtag Nebraska strong and shit like that. And you niggas was on Facebook marking yourself safe when you live a few blocks from me. <laughs> like we don't live nowhere near the river, sir. And even folks living down by the river wasn't really in the way of being, you know, evacuated or shit like that. So I just, okay, you niggas is weird, right? And this is what I say when you really have to be um, aware consciously of what's going on in uh, environments. Uh, when a natural disaster happens, you really have to be on your P's and Q's uh, because, you know, a lot of uh, white folks like to form militia groups and circle their wagons and go out nigger hunting. That's what happened down in uh, Katrina. And then we also saw that happen in, uh, and those Houston floods too. Uh, there was a, a lot of times where the uh, black folks was being blockaded from uh, you know white areas and shit like that that they couldn't go to because you know it was like no no looting and all this other shit and or turn back around and all this other sick silly bullshit. So that's why I kept my change in my pocket. I know it sounds harsh and things like that, but I'm saying you just have to have that Batman attitude. Remember when uh, in that Batman, what was it, the Dark Knight or whatever, the first one, when he was fighting Ra's al Ghul or whatever, and uh, the, the guy that was on that monorail fighting and shit, and then the, the thing was about the, the crash, and he was like, he's like, you can't just let me die. He's like, he was like, no, you can't kill me. He said, or I don't have to save you or some shit like that. You just have to have that attitude, right? Because these people, time and time again, they will vote for politicians who enact these policies that will harm your black ass. So you just have to keep that same energy. Natural disaster happens to them. Okay, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Because I guarantee you, none of these folks pulled out a dime out they pocket to donate to the Red Cross during the whole Katrina th shit. Especially after what Kanye West said. 
about uh, George W. Okay? So we just really have to keep that same goddamn energy. And for you niggas out here, you know, tweeting out Nebraska strong and putting that hashtag and all that other shit, delete that shit. Because these folks out here drowning in Bikini Bottom. But you know what? If you stretched out your black ass hand to pull them up out the floods, they'd be like, fuck you, nigger. And they would go ahead and inhale that contaminated water and drown. They would fill their lungs up. Okay? So that's that's pretty much all I have to say about this flooding and shit like that. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, let's see what else we can put on that good old summer damn jam screen. Um... Let's see what's going on. Remember, uh, what was that in 152 when I talked about um, Pete Ricketts, our governor, uh, his racist ass daddy and them emails and shit like that. I'm telling y'all, we got to get Pete Ricketts up out the goddamn paint. And I will tell you why. Uh, one man who worked a campaign staffer for um, Pete Ricketts was online not too long ago uh making racist and anti-semitic remarks online now he was saying all kind of greasy shit talking about gays are the scum of the earth my whole political ideology revolves around harming journalists he said i wanted a crater in israel not israel on a crater and he was talking about cheap immigrant labor equals more wheat fields and he was just on these sites just talking greasy just talking real crazy and greasy um let's see he was uh using uh you know explicit slurs to refer to black folks so he probably was out there just niggering it up and jews and he had anti-immigrant sentiments so my thing is you know pete ricketts our our governor um he was looking funny in the light once he condemned those Nebraska football players for kneeling during the national anthem. And then they wanted to kind of hold, have an honest conversation with him. And uh, I think he, I don't know if he declined it, uh, but I didn't hear anything else about it. So I think he just kept beating around the bush and nothing came of that. And now we found out that his daddy's a bigot. Okay. So if your daddy's a bigot, you know, his morals is going to come down on you. You know, like Neely Fuller says, uh most uh white supremacists all of them pretty much learn through osmosis through you know their grandfather their father um you know those ogs in the family they learn how to be a bigot you know what i'm saying they learn how to uh you know utilize their whiteness by the time they're what what do you say like 16 that's what nilly fuller says uh mr nilly fuller and you know what your, your daddy's racist you've been doing some questionable things and you have a campaign staffer who, who was online just niggering it up hamming it up talking real greasy about uh non-whites you're looking funny in the light so the next time we so the next gubernatorial election you need to be about the fucking paint because it's not looking good for you and when we get closer to that i will remind my listeners and hopefully you guys i plant that seed with y'all just so y'all can know and y'all can get get the fuck on up out of there and vote it's so many of us here so many of us um i'm not going to say progressives i'm not going to say um liberals because i'm not liberal at all because some of that shit is nutty as fuck um but i'm just going to say just more critical thinking people out there 
who want to make a real change. There's a lot of us here and we outnumber these small hick towns. There's only two million people in fucking uh, the whole state of Nebraska. And you know what? There's over a million here in the metropolitan area here in Omaha. And you know, most of most of us, we do not vote. We be registered to vote and we don't vote. And then we're like, oh fuck, we got this guy as governor, but you sitting your ass at home. You see what I'm saying? And we have to hold these candidates to the fire and let them know we have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of votes, you know, for you to win this election, but you need to do this for us. That's what it boils down to. But Pete Ricketts been looking funny in the light for a very long time. Very long time. Um, let's see what else has been going on. So y'all know I chopped and screwed <laughs> that 152 episode because of Jussie Smollett's goofy ass. And did y'all see him walk into court like Olivia Pope with that pea coat on? And he walked out with all charges dropped and his record sealed my nigga what the fuck did you have on the chicago police department what the fuck did you have on the local government there because it looked like it was about to be a wrap for you because the way that they spun this shit and they were saying that you you did this that and the third and you was lying and all this other shit and you paid them africans but i knew something was up when the feds came in and investigated and they said that oh he paid them africans to do all this but then they found evidence that in his phone once they hacked his phone and seen that oh shit he actually paid them africans to train them uh to like get him physically fit and shit like that then they backed out when the feds dropped out of the investigation i was like oh they ain't got shit that's when i knew i was like oh shit they really ain't got shit but for him to walk up into that courtroom and have an emergency hearing emergency trial and to walk out with all charges dropped and the record sealed he had i think that his lawyer because he had some high-priced lawyers i think that they were going to expose corruption in the chicago pd that's what was going to happen they were going to expose that local corrupt ass government there if they went down that rabbit hole with jesse i think that was going to happen i think they they had some incompetence uh evidence you know on the hands of chicago pd and a lot of shit would have got exposed and it was just like you know what we're gonna drop these charges i think it probably are it probably went from the mayor on down to the fucking uh beat walking ass beat nick cop that's what that's what i think honestly happened and them lawyers was like yo we will go ahead and and flip this whole motherfucking table over and expose all this corruption the dirty cops the so-called gang killings that be happening every goddamn weekend that black folks really ain't responsible for because i still feel that it's a lot of them ucs out here doing some dirtball shit that's what i think but i'm just a man with a uh, big ass mouth and some theories but um i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks 
All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of Selling Hope Like Dope. So Selling Hope Like Dope, I want y'all to get off this uh, moral high horse when it comes to achieving your dreams. Uh, when you're trying to be, um, you know, self-sufficient, you're trying to start your own business, um, you're trying to, you know, just be a self-made person, you're trying to you know, build something for your family and for yourself and for your legacy. I want y'all to uh, throw that moral shit out the, just throw it out the window. They tell us to, um, you know, uh, in so many times they tell us that we should be working for, you know, 30 plus years. Then hopefully we're still healthy enough to enjoy our retirement. Uh, if you're my age, you don't even know social security is going to be around. So you are here saving every goddamn dime that you can. You know, uh, some of us out here saving over 20% of our paychecks, you know, trying to save for retirement and shit like that. Um, and, you know, because we don't know if Social Security is going to be there. You just don't know what's going to happen with your 401k, your, your Roth IRA, just with the fluctuations of the market and shit like that. You might have to cash out. Who said who's to say you have an emergency or something like that? So, you know, the baby boomers can fall back on that. And, uh, you know, and for my folks that's a little bit older than me, that's uh, close to retirement age is looking kind of iffy for y'all, too, you know. So uh, with the government dipping into, you know, Social Security benefits to pay for other bullshit um, and not taking care of its own people. So I want y'all to know if you have some sort of advantage or, um, you know, some money falls into your lap, don't feel ashamed about using that to get ahead and i say that to say this i was reading an article about Krispy cream donuts so Krispy cream donuts is owned by a german company um that's uh owned by the ray ryman family r-e-i-m-a-n-n okay and this family it, it came out a few days ago um in a german tabloid was basically saying that oh this family actually made the majority of their money off slave labor in nazi germany okay and what's wild to me is the family knew about that because they uh traced their history back in like 2014 they hired a historian and shit like that but then once the tabloid ran the story then all of a sudden they came out like oh shit this is wrong and uh we shouldn't have been made our fortune off of you know slave labor and uh weapons and uh you know munitions ammunitions to uh you know nazis and shit like that so they made it off of uh you know they they say in this article forced russian and french labor and this was all throughout world war ii and um you know it's one of those things where you know a lot of people try to hide their history and shit like that and then also on the flip side so now that they've been outed by this british tabloid then they came or uh this uh, german tabloid uh called build b-i-l-d um they coming out and like oh we're gonna donate you know 11 million dollars in financial support to an unnamed charity right so you're just like these folks are like multi-billionaires right so they own Krispy Kreme and they also own uh uh Keurig too okay and Panera Bread then something called Pete's uh, Coffee and Tea, P-E-E-T. Um, so it's one of those things where we're constantly being taught by, uh, told by people who, uh, 
you know, so-called made it and shit like that or in better positions than we could ever imagine that, oh, I just worked hard and I got here and shit like that. No, no there was some unfair advantage. There was some cutthroat ass technique that happened to the majority of them folks who are always telling us to take the high road. You know, they, it's just the system just wants you to be a good employee. You know what I'm saying? And then you look at um, even having money, you know, people are trying to get the prestige and the titles too. If you look at them, uh, them white women actresses who were busted uh, in that college scandal. And I didn't talk about this a few weeks back because I mean, this shit ain't nothing new. I, I've been knowing that this happened uh, when I was e when even when I was in community college, I used to have a little side hustle writing papers for people and shit like that or doing their math homework. So, I mean, shit, I was writing uh even doing people's um fucking uh you know those online um god damn it i forgot what they're called but it's like um if you take online classes you can basically there's like discussion questions and you have to write a response or something like that and it's like two sentences and shit like that uh, i used to get paid like 10 bucks to do other people's they used to give me their metro login and then i used to just go in there and knock that shit out real quick because i can bullshit with some words and stuff like that and i've typed up um many a papers on uh nietzsche um or nietzsche or whatever the fuck you want to say uh frederick's name um i've done uh english projects for people but so it, it wasn't nothing shocking to me because i mean the shit is just a hustle you know if you got money you know hey you know give your kids some kind of advantage you know what i'm saying but it's so many people were shocked like oh my god they were actually paying people to take the acts and sats for them they're actually paying you know admissions uh people to get our kids into school and it's just like you wouldn't do the same thing you know what i'm saying and that's that's pretty much because america is a cutthroat ass country any country that practices um the kind of consumerism capitalism that um america uh you know practices the people at the top are some fucking sharks the people at the top are fucking sharks i don't care how they write their biographies or these uh bullshit ass movies that they make they are cutthroat sharks and so i'm telling y'all if y'all have any kind of fucking advantage coming your way if whether it's a god-given talent and you feel guilty about using that to get ahead or to make some paper off of it do not fucking feel guilty you have a god-given gift and if you are born into some money you take that money and you flip it and make sure that your kids kids grandkids are going to be a-okay you know just don't have that money sitting and you just like oh well i just work and blah blah blah, blah to kind of save face and shit like that if you got that advantage fucking use that shit use it all the way because there's so many stories that you know once you, i'm not even gonna say stories but i'm just going to say uh there's so many instances where people just have these advantages and they just kind of leave it out of their story to make it look like uh they didn't just came up from the bottom and all this other shit and all this and it's just like oh oh you really ended up getting a loan you know from your your parents or your grandparents for like you know fifty thousand dollars or some shit to start your business or something you know what i'm saying so it's just like it, but they omit that type of shit so i mean you just see this this Ryman family here these motherfuckers made money off of free labor 
and uh, weapons for it. that free labor, labor was working in factories making weapons for in World War II. So it's, it's one of those things where, and the family's playing dumb, like they just realized this five years ago, like get the fuck out of here. Like did they really hide it that much? Did, did the, the, the Ryman, uh, Albert Ryman Sr. and Albert Ryman Jr., did they really just hide that from their from their kids and grandkids and great great grandkids? Did they really hide it that well? Get the fuck out of here. You know what it was about. It's a family secret. You didn't want to talk about it. It's one of those things where, oh, we just made ammunitions in Germany for World War II, and that, well, that was it. But nobody talks about how you use slave labor. But then it then in 2014, you supposedly hired a university professor to uh, trace your lineage and, and see. Uh, trace your business lineages, I should I should say, and to see how you really made that money. It's like get the fuck out of here. And this is supposed to be noble that you're billionaires and you're donating eleven million dollars. It's just like, come on, that ain't shit. But I don't want people, because I know right now there's probably somebody listening to this podcast right now, this radio show podcast, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, listening to it right now, and they're feeling guilty that. They got both parents that work, that make, uh, you know, a decent amount of money, you know, could have a combined income of a couple hundred thousand dollars or close to it, you know, and uh, they're feeling like, oh, yeah, you, well, you know, people trying to clown me because, you know, both my folks, you know, have decent careers and shit like that. And they're about to, you know, throw me 10 racks, you know, for a head start. There is nothing wrong with a head start. There is nothing wrong with a head start at all. That's all that I'm saying, because we see how these people are just cashing out and doing all this other shit. But the establishment keeps telling us that we have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we have to do it solo dolo and all this other shit. And people are out and the, and the folks that's actually making it are using advantages, you know, that they came into and networking like crazy. But they want you to, you know, be out here solo dolo, you know, toughing it out because everybody loves an underdog story. Man, get the fuck out of here. But that's been selling hope like dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right. So holding this L, there's really not a particular person that's holding this L in this segment, but I really um, have to say that the uh, culture of hip hop needs to hold this L um, just due to the fact of recent events of what I am seeing. Um, so right now, um, a couple weeks ago, there was a situation with that um, that uh, that white woman, uh, Yes Jules, when she was on a um, some show um with uh with uh, uh with that uh black dude who was that murder mook the battle rapper or whatever who was just showing all 32 of his teeth and uh talking about oh yeah she could say nigga and just all this other shit and just looking like a full-blown coon um on there if y'all don't know who yes jules is i commend you because i barely know who she is anyway i think she throws like parties or she hosts parties or something like that and she tries to break new artists and uh, she used to be talking greasy years ago about black women, about how she could fuck black men and, you know, black women be mad at her and all this other shit. And and she was talking greasy about um, a couple of uh, women um, on the 
on uh on that show and them niggas was just sitting up there just kind of co-signing it and fawning over her thinking they was gonna get some pussy and i say that the culture of hip-hop has to hold this l because we need gatekeepers we really do and what do i mean by gatekeepers we need enforcers um we need people who are just going to be out here who are in positions of power to um take jobs away from culture vultures um to correct behaviors from uh suspected culture vultures and um to uh check negroes we really do um i mean if you look at who's running these magazines uh these blog sites um I, I shouldn't even say magazines because double xl magazine is a joke uh if you look at the staff who runs it it's, it's a fucking joke don't no wonder you look at that freshman list and you're like who the fuck is these clowns right and and so we really need some gatekeepers in here we really do and then so then you have to look at it and you're like well what the fuck you mean you know how do you do that well it's easy country music is doing it right now did y'all have y'all heard that old town road song uh by the little dude lil nas x so he made a country song over a little trap beat and it, it debuted at like 19 on uh, the country charts or something like that and built on the billboard country charts billboard came in swiftly and was like nah we gotta get this up out the paint it doesn't fit the traditional elements of country music like old black folks in the south didn't create country music it's just been so whitewashed that uh, only white folks fuck with it right and so this is just another example of them being some gatekeepers and billboard is laughable anyway don't nobody give a fuck about billboard because with the internet now uh you just look at a kid like Lil Nas X and how he pretty much it it it, it is a trolling album a song I believe uh it's just something I think he made for fun and then he just started you know kind of uh tying it into different country uh YouTube um uh like how the next video comes up it will be that and uh it it fucking worked it fucking worked and if you listen to cat 103 which is the country station here in omaha you will hear elements of rapping straight up and down rapping and it's considered a country song now so now you're looking at it like oh, okay so they're just out here just just x and cuz out and it, it, this happened before when um the song was a daddy's lessons from beyonce when she submitted it to uh the grammys uh, country committee to be in the country category it was like fuck no no you niggas ain't about to take this back so this is what i mean when hip-hop needs some gatekeepers because you look at somebody like uh post malone he said some reckless shit about uh hip-hop so let me get my bearings about me so post malone so he was um he was being interviewed by a polish uh magazine or website i can't remember this was back in like 2017 and he was saying that um what was he saying he was saying to the it was a polish outlet or whatever i think it was just a website or some shit he thought he was safe with those polls um 
you know he thought he was he was with a whole bunch of white folks so he thought he could you know talk greasy about his bread and butter you know doing that nigger music so he said if you're looking for lyrics if you're looking to cry if you're looking to think about life don't listen to hip-hop right and so this is a man who couldn't make it in pop music couldn't make it in rock so he's trying to cross over now so he's he's taking that that route of okay let me slip in like kid rock um do this nigger music and try to be you know um to be an exception an exceptional uh white man in a black field and then once i'm accepted by these negroes and i have a a crossover hit that'll make me cool enough to get these teenage white kids behind me then i can start crossing over i mean we've seen it before with chris uh kid rock not chris rock um and so like if we had some gatekeepers people could have just pushed them out then like no get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here and i don't know how some of his music is listed as uh, r&b that ain't ain't shit about that rhythm and blues ain't shit about that N- nothing at all nothing at all so just with that yes jewel situation and then looking at that country low nas x situation and then you know it brings me to this whole cardi b situation this whole surviving cardi b shit if we had some real ogs in hip-hop and gatekeepers you know they could actually talk some sense into the youth and to some of these uh square ass black folks who ain't never grew up around you know uh poor black folks uh grew up in the struggle um grew up in those elements that make up hip-hop um because i'm seeing something very dangerous this whole surviving cardi b shit and i'm seeing you know um a lot of y'all looking like your aunts and uncles who's, who was defending r kelly and bill cosby a lot of y'all looking like that trying to defend your favorite rapper cardi b and if y'all don't know cardi b was talking about uh, a, a clip surfaced from like three years ago when her teeth was still fucked up and uh, her money wasn't right um and talking about how basically she used to um you know as a stripper she used to rob niggas she used to drug them and rob them and then you had niggas coming out the woodwork well what about r kelly what about bill Cosby? y'all up there condemning this and you know uh condoning this and not condemning that and it's a it's a fair argument they're both crimes so i see what you're saying um there's drugs involved one involves you know rape the other involves robbery um i'm not saying one is worse than the other but I would rather get robbed than raped. Um, But you know, women can get away with some things that men can't. So that's why I kind of look at it funny and light when niggas is just like arguing back and forth with women about this shit. Cause I ain't one to argue online. I I just don't do that. And I don't argue with women at all. Once I'm done, I'm done. Like my lady would tell you that when she be trying to pick an argue with with me, I'll be like, I'm done nope i just shut the fuck up i'm not gonna i'm not about to argue with no woman like it's just it's just i don't know it's just something that i something that's in me it just looks weak when you see a man arguing with a woman like full-blown just you know veins popping out yelling and you know shit like that it's just i'm just like i ain't gonna go to that level i ain't gonna go there i'm cool you know i argue with a nigga all day a man all day but I just don't I just can't do that with women. And a lot of times I'm gonna tell you fellas something. A lot of these women be at the job, at their, you know, at their little work cubicle or their their desk. It might be an office. Could be, you know, sneaking their phone on the call center floor. They just be bored, right? But what's dangerous to me 
and somebody needs to come out and say this the most dangerous fucking thing is uh you have some of these blavity blacks some of these folks who who parents thrived in the clinton era and moved them out to the suburbs and they were the only black family on the block and only black and you these people tweeting about it were the only black kids at their middle school and their high school they out here like yes rob these niggas and shit like that and these people have thousands of followers right you know three five seven ten thousand followers and they up here just you know trying to be cute this street shit ain't cute ain't shit ain't shit sweet about that i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy for them to be out here stripping and then having to make some extra money by drugging and robbing some motherfucker you know just to make ends meet i wouldn't wish that on nobody ain't shit cute about that ain't shit cute about selling drugs you know how heart wrenching it is to have some goddamn pills on you some crack on you some weed on you in a public place and then you hoping don't nobody smell that shit you got the goddamn saran wrap you, you got the fucking weed that you got that loud you got it saran wrapped in vaseline or you got it saran wrapped and you got coffee grounds over it and shit like that just so don't nobody smell that shit on you because you paranoid you think somebody gonna hem you up or try to rob you or some shit like that keeping a pistol in your book bag a pistol on your waist and shit like that posted up in some fucking block and you don't know if some fucking crackhead or meth head is gonna come through somewhere and just slice your face up or some shit like that the shit ain't sweet so what i'm saying is you know people up there like yes yes and you know yeah rob these niggas and shit like that ain't shit sweet about this street shit ain't a goddamn thing about it ain't shit sweet you know and you know there's people younger than y'all co-signing this you know these folks co-signing it so it could some young girl in the struggle or something read the shit on facebook like oh yeah i could be out here robbing these niggas you know some little 13 14 15 year old girl you know could be out here like oh i'm about to drug these niggas and start robbing them and then they don't know how to drug a motherfucker a nigga come to and start beating the brakes off her ass or even worse kill her you know what i'm saying so you can't be out here co-signing that fuckery you know because some of y'all ain't just never grew up around some real street cats or grew up in the streets that shit is disgusting it's heart-wrenching yeah the money is cool and shit like that getting that fast money but you could lose your life just as quickly you see what i'm saying and that's why hip-hop really needs some fucking uh, gatekeepers and maybe i should just position myself in it somehow some way to be some kind of gatekeeper but we really need to start taking these positions of powers of the you know taking position of uh, taking positions of power within the culture because we already missed out on that fucking boom remember in the 90s and the early 2000s all that money that hip-hop generated what technology is generating with money now that's what hip-hop was in the 90s up and through the early 2000s early early to mid 2000s motherfuckers like dmx um outcast jay-z ludicrous when them motherfuckers was just selling you know 200 300 400 500 000 albums a week in the first week sales people was getting paid off that shit people was getting paid and a lot of us was just you know cool with you know just buying the album and shit like that and not being engulfed in the culture and now you look at who's in the culture right now you just like like in the traditional sense you look at the heads of these record labels and shit like that or you i mean you look at the fucking double xl magazine staff you like mm, 
can I really trust you with this? So we really have to go back and take control of the culture. There's just so much fuckery going on and you know in hip-hop right now and it just looks so poor and tasteless right now it's just so i think it's so much selfish selfishness that's going on and people just like i'm gonna just get my bag and just get the fuck on up out of here but if we protect this culture it could generate money for generations to come but i don't know maybe i'm tripping am i tripping do i gotta hold this l or should hip-hop hold this l you win perfect <laughs> All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Um, we have to give it to, well, I was going to give it to uh, the guy Blake Gibbons of uh, Lafayette, Colorado, who um, was eating at a restaurant in Fort Dodge, Iowa. And then he saw Steve King in there and he walked up to Steve King and he was like, uh, King? Uh, he was like, if he would ask him if he was Steve King, and he was like, yeah, and that's the Iowa representative who will always, uh, you know, talking racist shit. Um, he was like, Steve King? And then Steve was like, yeah. So uh, your man Blake grabbed a cup of water, threw it right in his fucking face. I commend him for that because uh, these politicians be out here thinking it's sweet, uh, do, talking crazy in these articles, you know, talking crazy, you know, on the Senate floor, on the House floor, um, enacting policies that damage uh, the poor. And then they go outside of, you know, Capitol Hill, outside of the uh, Capitol building, um, walking around like shit is sweet, like ain't nothing going to happen to him. And, you know, this is what needs to this is what needs to happen. You know, this man says vile and racist shit. And, uh, you know, he got a, that's all that he got was a cup of water in his face. He's lucky the homeboy didn't just knock his fucking grill out, you know. But anyways, um, like I said, I was going to give it to him, but, you know, breaking news um you know nipsey hustle uh just got murdered outside of his uh his shop um out there in cali um which is fucked up to the utmost degree man that is that is low that is low out there in uh was it hyde park area um outside of his uh his his clothing shop you know he, he bought that strip mall or whatever and um he was uh, enacting a whole bunch of businesses out there. And, you know, he Nipsey was always about his money, always about his money and, uh, you know, giving back and building up his community. And this is what the fuck happened. So some people are speculating it's because he was about to make that Dr. Sebi documentary. Um, other folks just think it's just jealousy. And it does happen. You know, once you start getting money, you know, you really have to you know kind of distance yourself from where you grew up which it, it sucks because nipsey being the street cat that he was you know i think he felt that he really couldn't do that and um we see that a lot with folks um you know when they start getting money and they you know was in the street game and now they're legit and shit like that they you know they still be in them same areas and they can't be like that um but he was just really trying to be that beacon of hope um, not even a beacon of hope, but just be a beacon of uplifting, you know, people in in uh, his community, you know, giving back, um, you know, investing in his neighborhood. And this is what the fuck happens. Um, it sucks. And he was only 33 and fucking the uh, hunted a show, the song a hunted a show with him and Rick Ross off mailbox money. That's my fucking Friday anthem because I get paid every week. So every time that direct deposit hit, I throw on, I need a hundred a show so I can fly in the jet. 
uh, that's just just my shit right there that's that's just that that was my friday song and it still will be my friday song but it's eerie um you know uh what he said he uh his last thing he tweeted was uh having strong enemies is a blessing that was the last thing that he tweeted which was very eerie and i'm sending you know thoughts and prayers um and nothing but positive vibes and strength to uh you know lauren london and to his two little ones and to his family and to his friends and his partners out there um but it really is a sad day for hip-hop like this is it's it's sad it's it's really sad to see that so rest in peace to um nipsey hustle make sure y'all play that victory lap i mean my wife go around the house just you know singing the hook to last time that i checked you know just randomly you know so we fucked with nipsey tough here in this household um man i mean and he was grammy nominated he should have won for album of the year for me it was between him and pusha but you know, they gave it to uh, Cardi B, and you know, it's always a popularity contest, but as far as a, a strong rap album, Victory Lap is fire. I mean, from last time that I checked to Loaded Bases, that's my shit with him and uh, CeeLo, um, to, um, to um, whatchamacallit, the joint with him and Kendrick, like, those are, those are my three joints off Victory Lap, but man, this is, it's tough, it's tough hearing this tough reading about it and fuck every single person on twitter trying to be cute talking about that it's karma for his uh homophobic remarks um i see a lot of you uh weirdo ass niggas um and when i say niggas i ain't talking about black folks i'm just talking about you just straight out weirdos who are who's out here clout chasing on twitter um because you know that any kind of reaction is a good reaction and you're talking about his karma that him being killed uh for having so-called homophobic remarks um because of something he put up on his um instagram page about black boys you know strong black boys and um you know you are really sick in the head and i'm not saying that because of your sexuality i'm talking about before before because of clout chasing because any kind of reaction is a good reaction to you no matter what and that is disgusting and it's low down and you say if this is karma for this young man uh, what does that say about you what type of karma is coming towards you that's what i have to say for that this man wasn't out here killing gay folks, stringing gay folks up, um, you know, uh, uh, enacting policies against gay folks or anything like that. He wasn't physically harming you. He wasn't using any kind of homophobic slurs or anything of that nature. Um, so I say that karma will come back to you tenfold because you out here clout chasing and thinking shit is sweet and cute. This ain't the time for that. And this shows me that a lot of these uh, kids and these adults online have never been punched in their fucking mouth. You can tell that. You can look at our president, um, the Cheeto-in-Chief, and see that he's never been punched in his fucking mouth. Because you can just, there's an air about people who've never been in a real fight, who've never gotten their ass whooped by either their parents, an older brother, an OG, an older sister, an auntie, an uncle, or uh, uh, just a regular straight up, up and down fist fight and took that L there's an air about these people you know there's a that they're untouchable and shit like that and i can tell that a lot of people online has never been have never been punched in the fucking face you know they never had a rib cracked um they never broken a finger 
Um, they never had a bloody nose from a fist, you know, coming straight at them. Uh, so fuck them the long way. That's what I have to say. But, um, you know, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Not all heroes wear capes. And uh, may he rest in peace, rest in power, rest in heaven. All right. So moving on to the last segment of the show, health over wealth. You know what I say? Without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So this quote is an anonymous quote, anonymous, anonymous quote. Um, And sometimes they try to tie it to Mark Twain, but it's been proven that he never did say the quote. And it goes like this. It says a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. Now, I say that to say this in the wake of uh, the uh, great Nipsey Hussle's passing. Um, It's just been so much misinformation put out there. Uh, There was a lot of conspiracy theories of folks talking about he was going to do the Dr. Sebi um, uh, documentary and he was, you know, going to be, you know, he was murdered for that. Um, There was... um, what was the other theory that, that people were saying that it was some bloods or some shit like that that did it but i don't i i don't think niggas out here gang banging like that i'm gonna tell you something once niggas started wearing the opposite colors and shit like that once you start seeing crips in red and uh bloods in blue and shit like that it i i knew that pretty much gang banging was pretty much done for because when i was growing up a motherfucker would get smoked for having the wrong color shoestrings in his in his sneakers right so um that 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 really wasn't the case the dr sebi thing i'm like uh oh okay i mean i guess run with it it's whatever um because there is um you know there 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 has been you know cointel pro once you start riling up a specific group um and getting them to um act and um getting them to um you know seek freedom by any means necessary and that's word to malcolm x and dr king um they let dr king talk all that kumbaya shit but as soon as he was about to start that poor people's campaign and start coming for that check on washington then somebody blew his brains out that's what they said but most folks know that he was killed in the ho- on in, in his hospital bed because he survived that shot but um that's something else but this whole nipsey hustle thing there was so much misinformation being spread over the past couple days um it was one of those things where for the past couple days it's been conspiracy theories um there was even an instagram post where some nigga was uh clout chasing talking about he did it and tried to do it on walked up to nip and was like what set you from or some shit like that just some old dusty goofy suburban ass negro uh who was out here trying to you know gain something and uh you know it's just dusty as fuck and then uh so people were spreading that on um on facebook a lot and then it was being reposted all over instagram and people was like oh shit uh this guy is clout chasing but he could have really done it and all this other shit and people were just kept on reposting and sharing it and shit like that and then um then there was a nigga on facebook i don't know where he's from but he posted a photo of a blood and a crib uh, with their rags tied together and they're holding it together in unity and he said my people in los angeles sent this to me uh for nipsey hustle uh and i was just like yo what the fuck and shout out to ashley for uh sharing it um and it was 
a Black Lives Matter rally that was here in Omaha. It was a couple of black Omaha cats who was about that life and, you know, coming together for and it was a Black Lives Matter rally that happened a couple years ago, a few years ago, back on 120th and Center. Okay. Um th- ain't no streets in la that say west center road like (laughs) it was literally here in omaha nebraska it was it was black omaha folks like (laughs) i was like what the fuck and so this guy shared it and he and you know on his facebook and it had i think close to eight thousand shares and like 10,000 likes or some shit like that it's just the spreading of misinformation and then what makes it so odd uh there was this woman who did a um instagram post of from the bridge of her nose up so only thing you saw was like her forehead and to the bridge of her nose and she was talking about nipsey hustle and motherfuckers was sharing that talking about lauren london breaks her silence and this was fucking what uh monday morning sunday night monday morning i'm just like yo what the fuck are y'all doing like this isn't lauren london like why the fuck would she go straight to social media this fucking early and grieving you know for social media most sane folks you know want to be with close family and friends you know to mourn and go through this shit they don't want to share this shit with the world and with strangers i don't care how public of a figure you are you come out some weeks later or something you know after you done went through all the grieving and emotional things like that it's um it it was very odd and it's so odd to see people just share so much misinformation just i guess for the attention the likes the comments um and i guess getting new followers but followers don't equal dollars if you ain't out here selling anything right but it's just all this for clout which is amazing to me and it's funny that this word clout is coming back that's crazy this whole clout chasing thing and shit like that it's amazing that this word clout is coming back because we used to say that shit back when i was a young teen like trying to get that clout you know what i'm saying but we was talking about money and power um but this is clout chasing now is just attention it just means attention which is fascinating to me uh, that the word clout came back but that's another story um and it's and i'm and every time i see shit like this i'm like this is how the russians won this is how the russians hit us with you know with this whole 2016 election a presidential election with this whole divide and conquer shit right they just played up on you know the tensions as well that was already here and they went in as they, the russians went as far as to you know uh pay uh specific people uh for different events and things like that like they would pay people on the right they paid uh like uh so-called black lives matters activists and shit like that and uh to hold uh you know uh rap not rallies but uh like workshops and shit like that um and i talked about that a few episodes ago maybe a couple years back uh or back in like 20 yeah about back in about 2017 um but it's fascinating to me that people just just click and share and I saw one young lady who shared that fake ass Lauren London video and her homegirl was like, yo, this ain't Lauren. And then she gonna comment back, uh, it's not Lauren, but it is her voice. And I'm just like, bitch, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, there's just, it's, 
it's fascinating to me and it um it kind of makes me lose faith in people it really does just how folks just go with just so much nonsense and don't really research and verify it's just amazing to me and uh i want y'all to be careful my listeners to be careful um just to watch certain people who have so many followers who out here just spread misinformation and then once the real information comes out um they don't own up to it they don't delete the tweets they don't delete the instagram they don't make an official statement uh that person is just wild and don't give a fuck about anything and to move on uh so what the lapd is saying is that it's a dusty ass um dude who uh who um killed nipsey it's a guy named shitty cuz uh, that's his street name or eric holder is his government name and uh they basically there was some clips going around of one of nipsey's homeboys uh who was interviewing or said something and he was just like uh yeah it was somebody close and um you know nipsey ratted him out or called not ratted him out but called him out for being a rat um and a snitch and the guy's pride was so goddamn hurt he came back left came back and uh and he smoked nip and um and that's just it's sad because it it just feeds into the notion that once you get money you need to move the fuck up out the hood you need to get up out of them circumstances you know you can't come back and be that beacon of hope and try to change the hood uh just because there's so much evil and jealousy there in uh you know poverty stricken areas and it's true you know um it's tough but at the same time you just have to keep going and maybe even do one of those situations where you do reach back to the hood but you have to have like a white spokesperson you know you have to have like a white uh company come in and start you know making those changes and running businesses that you own you know what i'm saying so you know it's sad to say um but you know a lot of times there is that crab in the barrel mentality but we still have to keep the keep our minds on you know the barrel maker you know how did we get into these positions right who put us into these fucked up ass uh desperate you know and destitute areas so um it's just rest in peace to nip um it hurts that you know this was the truth because i was thinking on some shit that because we've known before how corrupt the uh, LAPD is and how they had uh, so-called gang members into the actual police department. So I was thinking on some shit that, you know, it could have been a situation where, you know, Nip could have uh, been killed by, you know, a UC who was acting like a, you know, acting like he was a, a gang member or some shit to incite um some sort of uh you know gang war going on just so they can lock up and harm more brothers out there that's what i was thinking you know that's the type of shit that i was thinking about but it was just as simple as you know hurt pride you know and um and in those situations you know you get called a rat a snitch and it you know it turns out to be true you know uh it just you know you shouldn't be that fucking weak where you want to kill somebody because they called you out on some bullshit you know what i'm saying and um you know that man walked in his truth lived in his truth and uh you know his life got taken for it which is disgusting um but this has been 
episode 153 of uh, Do-Rags and Boat Shoes. And you know, as always, I love you guys. Um, I'm sorry to end it on this note, but um, you know, in the words of Hove, off of ignorant shit, says, uh, so don't believe everything that your earlobes capture. It's mostly backwards. All right. So make sure you do your research. Make sure you, um, you know, look at all the facts of anything before you, you rush to an emotional judgment. And uh, just stay on your square. Stay on your P's and Q's. Um, stay on your square. Keep grinding um, and keep fighting a good fight. And as always, you know, I love y'all. One.